Warning. The Reddit Asks Us podcast contains explicit material and mature subject matter that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome back to the Reddit Asks Us podcast. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we are in the same clothes. We just decided to record these episodes at the same uh, time just because Elena's going to be leaving for six weeks because of her nursing placement. Um, just quickly, uh, um, will you be giving out any COVID vaccines during this six-week placement, do you think? Um, not this one, but definitely my next one. Wow, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Elena's going to be giving out those Moderna and Pfizer vaccines in the next, what, within the next three months here? Within yeah. the next three months? That's crazy, man. That's crazy. I wonder about how many people you're, you're going to vaccinate. I don't know. <sighs> Are you going to get vaccinated soon? Will you get? Um, I don't know. It's I really have no idea when I'll mm. get vaccinated. Mm. But that is interesting. They're doing high know. acuity areas right now. like. <clears throat> ER, ICU, NICU, right, yeah. all those kind of units. Do COVID units still exist or no? Is that not a thing anymore? No, everywhere. Well, maybe COVID units. I'm not, I don't know a whole but lot just about not it. COVID hospitals? Yeah, COVID hospitals don't exist anymore. Everywhere is kind of a COVID hospital now. <laughs> yeah, no cap. Um, okay, so if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave a rating. And also leave a review. And if you're not sure how to do that, at least on Apple Podcasts, all you have to do is scroll to the very bottom, the very, very bottom of all of our episodes, and there you should see five stars. you got to fill in those stars to however you see fit. Hopefully, you're going to give us at least four or five stars. Um, and also, there's a little box with a little pen in it. You can write a review there. Um, please do so because it helps us so much, and it helps this podcast uh, and... Uh, it helps us reach as many people as possible, and that's what we—that's uh, what we're here to do. So, uh, to share share what we got with the world. So, for uh, our first question off to for today is uh, from No Stupid Questions, um, and that's I feel like I feel like No Stupid Questions is the subreddit that has a lot of the more chiller, laid laid back questions. This one isn't like super super chill, but uh, I still think it's a good question. Just just maybe for people feeling a little bit of. Ability to relate. Um, does anyone feel like it takes a lot of effort to do minor things, you know, like cleaning up and exercising? Uh, is that and is that normal? You know, I'm. I always get. I, at least for me, I feel a personal sense of. I don't know if I would call it jealousy or 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 something else, but I admire and just I get whatever it is jealous of people who can just like get up and go. You know, like people who can just. They seem like they're just ready, motivated all the time. I always, I always just feel super. Um, I don't. Yeah, I guess I'm not sure what it is. El, uh, je envy, jealousy of people who can just get up and go and do things right away, and just feel super, just inherently motivated to get shit done. And I feel like that, at least for me, it is not easy to 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 get up and do things and to just live my life and get my responsibilities finished um, and handle my priorities. Part of it comes from the fact that like I know I have to do it and it has to get done. But, you know, in my mind, I always think, you know, it, like, what's this doing? Like, what's the point of this? Where is this going? Like, do I really think that this is 
is a good use of my time. But then I also at the same time am am very, you know, envious, I guess, of of people who have that just inherent ability to just go and they don't think about it. They don't second guess it and they just mm-hmm. do it. And that's one thing that I just know is like really, really important if you're if you're wanting to get better at doing things mm-hmm. is just to just you just force yourself. You have to force yourself to do it. I heard on a podcast one time, I don't remember where this is from, but it was like the three second rule. Like in your head, when your mind is kind of telling you like, don't do it. Like it's too much work to just do the three second rule of like, okay, count to three. And then whatever your mind kind of told you in that three seconds, that was negative, switch it around and do it right then. Mm. Maybe I'm not even explaining that right, but I am a person that strives off of lists and like creating, making a list and it's checking it twice, (laughs) checking (laughs) it twice. Um, and checking off when I've accomplished things is super satisfactory to me. Oh, um, and I feel like I get a lot more done when I have a list how do you can, how do you structure your lists like like say it's day by day like i don't make a list for like what i need to do on saturday it's like all right today's wednesday so tomorrow okay the things that i want to do tomorrow and i try and um think about what's imp- what needs to get done right now like actually tomorrow i need to go to caa and get a new passport photo because mm. I've been putting that off for about a month and a half. So tomorrow I have to get a passport photo done and I have to fill out my passport info. I am going to go to the gym and I want to get something done with school. So I'll make a list and I'll write the times that I want those things done at. So you like, write in the times. I write in you, the times. Like, so say, for example, if you're going to go to the gym, do you allot yourself? I'll go from this time to this time. I want to be in here at this time and out of here by this time. Yep. And do you think, and you find that works well for you? Is I get so much more done. Like I can cram a lot of shit into the day if I have time allotted. Like today, so this morning I went for a walk with a friend. Um, Every Wednesday we go on a walk. So I got up at 7.30. I leave my house at 7.40. We go for a walk and then I I calculate. Okay, so I've got to be home by this time from my walk. I have to... <clears throat> go to I have two places to go to before I go to the gym so I allot that time like from this time to this time I'll be driving there I'll be at the place and I'll be driving home wow this is very detailed because <laughs> this is like down to the minute <laughs> because I otherwise I don't know like how long it takes me to get places and then I end up just being like I I'm I don't have time for it this makes me think so of I two things number one um is I feel like in order to feel a, a better sense of motivation and in order to feel a better sense of of getting things done is is having a proper sleep schedule. Like I think that if there's anything within the last like like for me at least okay. So over the past like 2 months I have been going to bed at like well like not in counting January or December, let's say November and um and October I was going well in previous months before that, I was going to bed at like 2 a.m. 
you know, because school is online, so we're doing everything remotely. It's not like there's synchronous classes that I really have to wake up for. Mm -hmm. You know, you just get it done at your own pace. So I would just be going to bed at 2 a.m., browsing the internet. And then, you know, in in December, I kind of realized why, if I have all this time and I don't have to wake up for anything, why don't I focus on what I can do easily and that's getting the proper amount of sleep. Mm -hmm. So now, instead of falling asleep at like 2 a.m., 2.30, you know, 1.30, something like that, I'm I'm forcing myself to go to bed at around um, 11 o'clock, 11.30. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really important to um, prioritize that yeah. and make sure that, okay, once I put my phone down, it's done. I'm not going on it. I'm going to lay in my bed and I'm going to try and fall asleep. 100%. And I can't really relate to you on like the school schedule because... Well, your school schedule is so sco- much differently. Yeah, my school's that. different. And <laughs> I'm still able to work, so I, I go to work. But um, I have a friend who gets up very early all the time. And I don't like getting up early. I'll do it because I have to, but I love sleeping in. Mm. And it is actually insane how much more you can get done if you wake up at 8 a.m. compared yes. to when you wake up at that's, 10. And that's why. That's why, because I was going to bed at like 2 a.m. and waking up at like 10 yeah. or 11, right? And it, I don't know what it is. I'd, maybe I'd like to talk to some sort of like sleep therapist or something about like that, what that is. Mm-hmm. But at least for me... um, Falling to f- falling asleep at a certain time and waking up at a certain time affects how the rest of your day goes. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I fall asleep at 11, 11.30 and I wake up at 8 a.m. or 7.30, I like naturally wake up because, you know, y- your body naturally wants to wake up after you've gotten, you know, eight hours of sleep, right? Around there. So most times I don't even really have to set an alarm. I just wake up. Right. And I feel I feel like, yes, when you wake up at 8 a.m. and you and you or 830 or something or even nine o'clock, you're up and you are naturally awake at Mm -hmm. that time. So you don't feel any pressure to sleep in because you're like, well, I'm not tired. I'm naturally awake right now. I'm just ready to get up and go. Mm -hmm. And I think that, yes, when you wake up earlier, you feel like you can get more done. And when you wake up earlier and you're satisfied with the amount of sleep you got yes if you're tired you know it's then weird no. when, when, at least when i fell when, at least when i fell asleep at 2 a.m i would wake up at 10 and still not feel fully rested i yeah, would i would feel i exactly and even though you're still getting the same amount of sleep it's something about the time of when you the fall cir- asleep yeah your it, circadian yeah rhythm. it's something about that rhythm yeah that uh is affecting my, you know, cognitive abilities during the rest of the day. Yeah. And I would find that I'd be so much more tired and restless. I'm going to be interested to see when I start <clears throat> working nights how my... Um, oh, that's going to mess it up. Yeah. I, that's one of the worst I, things that you I'll can feel. do is sleeping, is is taking night shifts, you know, and, and interrupting your rhythm, like, so dramatically. Because, you know, and here's another thing that I noticed. Like, when we're talking about getting things done and feeling hard to get things done, I'm going to tell you this right now. I feel, like we said, I feel so much more capable of getting things done when I fall asleep early and wake up early. Mm-hmm. I I feel so much more capable and so much more energized to get things done. And for me, I don't drink coffee either. Like, I'm not a coffee person. I just don't like it. So, 
I depend on my body's natural ability to wake me up and to feel that energy throughout the rest of the day, right? Mm -hmm. And at least I can tell you from my perspective as somebody who doesn't like use the stimulant to wake themselves up because like, you know, you might, you might fall asleep at two, wake up at 10 and then drink a cup of coffee, but then you still feel, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I just drank coffee. I don't know why I'm feeling like this or that might affect you later in the day. Um, Like at least from my perspective, it stands to reason that I am able to feel more energized and capable of doing more when I have uh, better sleep, falling falling asleep earlier and waking up earlier. Um, I um, also, I don't have any issue falling asleep, but I really feel for people that do. I could not imagine. Oh, yes. And insomnia. this is what I was going to say. But... Um, the thing I was going to say before is I I feel like I'm a pretty motivated person, but I definitely have those days where like getting out of bed is even yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, And on say on those days, on at least on those days where getting out of bed is hard and you feel like you can't do anything, do what you can. Yeah, I think also it's I've just been like realizing this over the past month is that like when I'm feeling like that, it's really important for me to rather beat my rather than beating myself up and saying like you can't do this. There, there's this so many things you should have accomplished today that right. like you for sure. aren't going to get done because you feel this way. Being like, okay, this is clearly a sign that my body needs this rest, and I wouldn't be feeling this way if this wasn't important. So right. I'm going to honor myself. I'm going to honor how I feel, and it's okay to relax. It's okay to take a day off. Um, and just kind of like feel that and live in that rather than beating myself yeah. up about the things and making that yourself I feel done. bad. Exactly. And no, and that's a hundred percent right. And I, I like, I have the exact same advice and, and it's just, yeah, when you have those days where you can't do much and you feel like so unmotivated, just do what you absolutely can. You know, if that means waking up and eating do it and then feel try your best to take pride in the things that you can do and the things that you are able you are able to accomplish right because we can't work at 100% all the time no and that's ridiculous to think that we could even do that and just jumping back quickly i wanted to touch on this for sleep uh two things about about sleep um if you're somebody who falls falls asleep generally late uh as a force of habit, you know, like 2 a.m. type kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If you change your sleep habits and say you went from going to bed at 2 to now going to bed at uh, 12, that you're going to experience a very, number one, a very hard time falling asleep. But the important thing is that you go through the motion and just do it. And don't try your best not to be distracted by your phone or by anything else, but to, to turn it off, put it away from you, do something. Just if you can't fall asleep, just lay in bed. Just just be there. I remember, I don't know if it was mom who told dad or dad who told mom about this sleep thing. And I've done it and it works. Um, you have to, if you're having troubles falling asleep, what you do is you, you go through the alphabet. <clears throat> you start with the letter A. And you think of every single A word that you possibly can. So just how my brain works is I'll s- start with a letter A and then I'll do all the words that are like A, B. And then when I can't think of any more A, B words, I'll go A, C. And I'll kind of 
do that to figure out A words. And then when you can't think of absolutely any more A words, you move on to B. You think of all the B words. And it's really, really important that that is the only thing you're thinking about. Like 100% put your focus on all those words that you can possibly think of and then move on to C and you will fall asleep. I have never gotten past B. Mo has told me about that too and I've heard that as well. One thing that, I mean, the the method that I use is a little bit more challenging um, because what You're I do is- You're more intelligent than the rest no, of us. <laughs> no, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's just, it takes a lot of effort. Um, and what that is, it's basically you almost meditate. You have to clear your mind. Mm -hmm. And that is, and that the reason why that's challenging is because clearing your mind when you're trying to fall asleep is super hard because your mind is racing and it wants to think of things all the time, especially if you're not at that stage of wanting to fall asleep yet. And one thing that is a common meditation practice is that when you're meditating, you, you accept that you're having a thought and then you let it go and you just you have a thought and then let it go you acknowledge that you have the thought but don't do anything about the don't thought. follow the thought just let yourself have it and then push it away just say okay i had that thought it's over now back to just focusing on sleeping and focusing on being focused basically focusing on being focused and being in the present moment trying to fall asleep and then when you have thoughts that are entering your brain, you have the thought, you acknowledge you have the thought, and then expel the thought and let it go. And I feel like after at least maybe five to ten minutes of doing this, I'm I'm out. I'm really? gone. I'm gone. It's interesting. One time I asked this guy what he was thinking about, and he was like, nothing. And I was like, what? You're thinking, how, how do you think about nothing? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, that's never happened to me. I've never just been like i can think when about someone's like oh what do you think i'm like oh nothing that's fucking never happened to me <laughs> ever there's i'm always thinking about something i can sometimes think about nothing for very short periods of time like just like completely put my mind blank mm -hmm. but it's something that like it happens for you know second. split second yeah it's something that you and then the, the, I, I kind of use that as like a reference point whenever i'm trying to fall asleep is is trying to achieve that stage and i know that i get there when i try to just acknowledge the thoughts and let them go. When I let go of my thoughts and I let go of all the things that are happening in my mind when I'm trying to fall asleep, often happens that soon enough I'm asleep um, and I'm not thinking about anything. Another thing is that, and to quickly lastly touch up on this topic was, if you're gonna try and change your sleep schedule and you're going to bed at you know two and then you start going to bed at 12, you're gonna notice that you're gonna, if you end up do falling asleep, you're gonna wake up at like 2 a.m or 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. and you're going to be super wide awake. And I, I looked this up on the internet and I realized that if you change your sleep schedule super dramatically at a very, uh, in a very quick period of time, your brain, it's some, it's some primal thing that your brain feels like it needs to wake up early for something important happening. That, that you need the extra sleep because um, you are, you know that you're in a dangerous area. Or even though you don't, even though that's not what you're thinking in your head, or that you don't like feel any sense of you're in a dangerous area, it's some sort of primal area of your brain taking over, and it's doing that instinctively. Hmm. So what you're supposed to do is change your sleep schedule in increments, increments. of 15 minutes. Oh. So you know if you're going to bed at two, maybe the next day try to go to bed at 1:45, and then you do that all the way and working back 
until you reach so your comfortable So how often time. do you do 145 just for one night and then you move it to 130 or for a couple nights? I think, at least from what I read online, you don't need to do it for that long. You only need to do it for about a day or two of, oh. of, of just 145 and increments of 15. Um, but maybe it's different for different people. I'm not exactly sure. But at least from what I read, it was, uh, it was fairly open-ended in saying that... Um, you know, a day or two will probably get it done. Hmm, interesting. All um, right. And that, that, and it worked for me. It worked for me. I made the mistake of jumping all the way to 11 o'clock and then waking up at, you know, 3 or 4 a.m. just super awake, super wide awake. Um, and just to tie this back in, it's the main thing that we said about getting motivated and, and getting shit done is number one thing is focus on your sleep, man. You got to get good sleep and you, you, cause you, you just be so surprised at how dramatically your life can change when you, when you actually get a quality sleep that's worth having. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah. All right. Okay. So we're on to our second question. Um, this one came from ask women um, but we're not limiting to we're not limiting it to just women on this podcast that this question can be asked to. But I thought this one was interesting, and so did uh, Elena here. Um, have you ever realized years later that you hurt someone you care about, and how did you cope with that? Um, at least for me, I think this has happened to me quite a few times. Where okay, when you're when you're young and you're a boy. You know, you meet, a boy. you meet people. I'm not, it's not, you don't have to be a boy, but um, it's common among young men that, you know, young men feel this need of not wanting to be tied down in a relationship because you want to explore all of your options. Right. Right. The classic, um, shit, now I'm forgetting it. <laughs> it's, it's like, a f I, I want to live the high school life. Is that, is that like a thing? I've heard it's a thing. Oh, well, um, <laughs> and I think that when, when, when young men get to this and young boys get to this place in their life where they are feeling like they want to be in relationships, you know, it can be very tempting to want to explore all of your options and not that you shouldn't, but I think a lot of young guys end up hurting a lot of people in the process. And I and I definitely made those mistakes uh, as a young person. And I did them without really thinking about how it was going to affect the other person. You know, and then you turn that on the flip side and you have something like that happen to you. And... Shit sucks. It, it, absolutely. And, and you really get a better perspective of, of how that, that must have felt for somebody else to be on the receiving end of that. Totally, totally. And listen... You can never beat yourself up about how you acted in the past and how you treated people at a certain point in your time in your life. All you can do is recognize and uh, reconcile. Yeah. Right. And 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 come to peace with those without those decisions. Try so to make amends. This is my question. This is my question. And I kind of struggled with this. So let's say you hurt someone in the past, and down the road, whether that's a year later, two years later, however long, you have come to the realization like wow, I kind of either I said things or I did things that um, I have now realized would have really hurt that person. Do you um, contact them and apologize for what has, what's happened, for what you've done? <laughs> or do you just acknowledge with yourself that I made those mistakes um, 
and I'm going to move on from them and not contact the person, just kind of self-acknowledge because I really struggled with that. I was like, I had, I kind of came to this realization just this last year, like, wow, I had been holding a lot of guilt on myself and a lot of pressure of, um, people I had hurt in the past and I obviously felt bad about it and want them to know that I know now Mm. like what I'd done and that I like I'm sorry for that and this person said to me I don't think that it's necessary for you to reach out to them I think what's done is done and um life moves forward yeah like you apologizing to them isn't really gonna change things now no and and that's exactly what i mean it's like if you if you feel the need that you want to apologize then by all means do it Mm -hmm. but at least at least i think i have the same perspective i don't necessarily think that apologizing is really going to do a whole lot Mm mm-hmm I think it's more important that at Learning least in your own Learning from your, your mistakes head, so you don't do it again. Yes. It's acknowledging it to yourself and being at peace with the decisions that you made and recognizing that the, the impact that those decisions made and that you don't want to make decisions like that in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's uh, if, I, if, there's any, if there's any advice that I can give to people, it's like try and figure out what you want. You know what I mean? Like, like This is interesting. <clears throat> um like want in a relationship? Yeah. Okay. Like so somebody of somebody that you care about, because you know what? Honestly, if you if you legitimately care about someone, and you don't feel like you want to be tied down in the relationship with them, I'd say just don't be with them mm-hmm. because that is it's never it's never going to end in a positive you're way. Not, you're not going to be prioritizing them and completely focused on them exactly that's how you're feeling before you get into it exactly i think something that's important so just um recently we had an interaction with the family friend and she urged and encouraged us to write down every single thing that you want in a partner everything little everything big do not leave anything out even if it sounds silly And she told me to do this last year and I kind of just was like, I don't know, I'm not really feeling it. And um, this last year I ended up learning a lot about what I do and don't want um, in a partner. And I think that this last year was a period of a lot of growth for myself. And so I did write the list. And her analogy, this is not my own, she said it's similar to building a house. Before you build a house, you make a blueprint. And if you don't write it down in the blueprint, you don't get it. If you don't write down that you want a sink in your laundry room, you're not going to get one. So if you walk into your house and there's no sink in the laundry room and you're like, shit, well, I don't want to live here. Like, I need a sink in my laundry room. It's kind of... Should have drew it. Should have drawn it up. You should have drawn it up. So that's what I did. I wrote down everything. And there's things on my list that I... Other people might think are silly, but I think it's really important. And... Maybe five years down the road, that's not really going to be important to me, but it's important to me now. So I wrote it down and the list is long hmm. and it's very hmm. picky. <laughs> hey, well, to be honest, it's it's better to know what you want than to don't know what you want. You know what I yeah. mean? It's and better to have an year, idea, a clearer idea. It kind of happens <clears throat> too when you 
um, have romantic relationships with different people because yeah, you learn the qualities sure. that are really, really important to you, like super, super foundational. And you learn the things that um, you can do without and can do with. Like what what will work? What won't? Is that a deal what breaker? Is it not? for? Exactly. Compromise with. And um, so, yeah, I made the list and... Time will tell what happens now. No, exactly, and 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 I feel like that's a it's a good reiteration of of figuring out what you want and 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 knowing what the qualities are in somebody that you do care about. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes I feel like when you do care about somebody and you're young, you don't even really know what it is about them that that makes you care for them so much. Yeah, and it's totally. only until those things are absent from your life that you recognize what those attributes are. That's exactly what, that's exactly how it was for me at the time. It's like, this is working. Like this is great for me. And like, you don't see it as kind of like a privilege, right? You just are living with it the way it is. And then once it's gone, it's just a, it's just a outcome of the relationship. It's just a side effect. Not even, especially if it's, um, if it's one of your first relationships, like one of your first, second long-term serious relationships because you haven't experienced anything else yeah. so you, you don't know any different exactly and so yeah no kidding you don't know anything different so now later down the <laughs> line it's like wow i i didn't realize how important that was to me and that this person yep. carried those qualities mm-hmm. that i truly truly honor and respect and, and i, I, I need like- my partner to have those <clears throat> those characteristics well, and I feel like that's another way of rec- of reconciling, uh, you know, and understanding how you hurt somebody that you cared about is understanding what what about that person made them so unique to you, you know, and recognizing those qualities within yourself, right? Like, like we. I think my biggest thing was I, at least from my side, I don't know the other person's side, but. I now realized how much I took advantage of that and like took advantage of how, um, like a quality they offered you. Yeah. A quality and how easy things were. And, um, I I took advantage of that and I just kind of was like, well, this isn't going anywhere. So, and I just, I just wasn't my best self. I just wasn't the, but then at the same time, the nicest person at the same time, of you weren't your best self because you had no capability to be your best self because you hadn't you didn't know what to be critical of. Yeah. You know, you didn't know what to look back. And that's another that's like a huge thing when we're talking about reconciling with people that you care about is reflecting on yourself and your actions. Reflect totally. on reflect on yourself. Recognize the areas where you went wrong. Because when you meet somebody later in the future, you can understand what you do not want to do to this person, especially if you care about them and especially if you feel a certain type of way about them. Yeah, for uh, sure. The it's like we said, it's not necessarily about apologizing or making it up to somebody, right? It's more about making it up to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Make, become, like we said at the very beginning, at peace with the decisions that you made and understand that those are your decisions that you made mm-hmm. and only you made those choices. So at the end of the day, in order to have another successful relationship or to, in order to care about somebody and use what you've learned in a previous relationship, <clears throat> you have to think within yourself and you have to reflect within yourself and ask yourself the right questions. I also think no matter how many times, this is just 
maybe personal for me. No matter how many times when you're young, you say, um, like, this is how I'm feeling now and I just don't think it's going to change and kind of things. And then you get older and I think back to like my 17 year old mind and I am just like, wow, I am not that same person. Mm-hmm. Like no matter how th- I thought when I was 17, like I'm not really going to change that much. You just experience so many things and I am not the same yeah. person I was when I was 17. I'm not the same person that I was when I was 18 or when I was 19. Like, you know, things are just so different. You experience different things and you, I just think that this last year for me was a period of exponential growth yeah. and I did a lot of reflection, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of life reflection, um, kind of figured out what I want and there's things in my head now that a few years ago I said no like I could probably give that up and there's things now that I am like I I'm not gonna give that up like Uh this is really really important to me and I want to do this and I'm not gonna give it up because I'm not gonna get that experience back and I think a lot of it I had a conversation with one of my clinical instructors this semester And, um, I was talking to her about traveling because after I'm done school, probably in two years, I want to move to Australia and New Zealand and work there. And I was telling her this and she said, oh yeah, I, I I really, really wanted to do that too. And then I met someone and I had a baby and I was just like, yeah, I, I can't let that happen. Mm -hmm. Like I, for you at least, right? right, Like that, that to to me maybe wasn't important when I was in high school, but now it's like, I am not going to give that up Mm -hmm. because I'm never going to get this experience where I don't have a commitment. Like I don't have a commitment to someone. I don't (laughs) have, I I don't have, no one has to rely on me. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to get in a relationship before then. I don't know, but I just need to make sure that if I do get in a relationship that my partner is willing to, support me in that decision whether that's letting me be and and go or coming or whatever that is I have no idea but I am going to go regardless and that's something that I'm not going to compromise on because I'm just never going to get this experience back I definitely think that if there's any time that people have been doing that kind of thinking it's been 2020 because I mean everybody's sorry everybody's been inside everybody's been alone and forced to really think about what they do want Mm -hmm. and yeah if there's anything that i mean we're still in the pandemic right now 2021 doesn't just make it magically over yeah but um if there's anything that maybe uh is on the to-do list for the rest of 2021 or hopefully that you already have done in 2020 and are still doing or have already done is figuring out what's important to you right mm-hmm. is is using that time to figure out what's important to you what do you care about in your life what are those what are those fundamental things that you that you need in your life and and how are you going to achieve and get those things and move forward right yeah there's there's because and that's that's another thing that like when when i talked when we were talking about the original question you know how do you look back about somebody that you that you cared about but um you didn't treat the greatest. Mm-hmm. If there's any time that I've really realized any of this kind of stuff, it's been in 2020, right? 100%. Because, me too, <clears throat> for sure. 
because I've think to, I've thought back to all the times that because now I don't have access to a lot of the things that I used to have access to, especially when it comes in terms of relationships. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't have access to a lot of those. I I, don't, I can't really go out and meet people right now. Well, I had a conversation with Sam this morning, and she said like, I think twenty twenty has like really made a lot of people realize like, how do you meet people? Yeah, no kidding. Like how, like this year? How do how do you meet people? True. I was reading some article online about, you know, um, dating in, in, in now's era yeah. and, you know, dating for the next few years might be a little kind of strange, um, because of just, you know, COVID and whatnot. And, and yeah, it's, it, it is, it, it, it did honestly make me think, and it's being, being, you know, 19 at this point in my life, it is a weird question I'm asking myself because, I, at least in Canada, like the legal age to go out and drink is 19 years old. So, you know, I'm legal to go out, but I can't, Mm -hmm. you know, I never really have had the opportunity to. Mm -hmm. And so I, at least for somebody like me, I guess I am very confused on how people in the young, in their younger years do meet people. And we, especially those of us who are, who are also 19, 20 young people who are, um, that's how you meet people. I'm just (laughs) kidding. Um, we are, we are wondering, you know, and, and we are part of a generation that, you know, may be one of the only generations to really experiencing, experience something like this and trying to figure out how to find somebody. Because just because the pandemic is going on doesn't mean Life that... Life doesn't stop. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you still don't want to find somebody to care about and be in a relationship with. Absolutely not. Like, you still, you still have your basic human functions that you want to figure out a way to satisfy and complement, right? And... And when it comes to relationships and dating, trying to find a partner during these times is, is definitely challenging. Um, but if there's anything, if, if you're not able to find a partner, focus on all your previous relationships and focus on the things that you cared about the most and so, um, that you liked the best. What this family friend had encouraged us to do um, was, yeah, making a list that was everything you want in a partner and then kind of reflect back on all the relationships you've had and write down every single thing you could not stand Mm. about whether it was that person, that relationship, how you guys interacted, how you communicated, how you resolved issues, absolutely anything that you did not like. Because once you have it on paper, it's much easier and clearer to see, okay, this worked Mm -hmm. and this definitely didn't. Didn't work. And everyone's going to be different. So 100%. All right, guys. I think we're going to wrap it up there for today. We're going for almost like two hours now. <laughs> so I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. And, subscribe. and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts, scroll to the bottom, write us a review, rate us, and five we stars. will be very, very appreciative. Yes, rate us five stars. So much happiness is generated in my body when that happens (laughs) i have a little again rush of dopamine when you guys smash the like button and when you guys give it five stars so thank you very much for tuning in thanks for listening thanks again elena for coming on the podcast thanks for having me and uh, we will see you guys next time peace oh bye guys